Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is Tuesday, what March the 1st, 2022, and you have tuned into the Rebel News live stream. I'm David Menzies and my co-host, well, let me tell you about my co-host. You know, it's the first day of March, but she always marches to the beat of a different drummer. She is the she-devil with a sword. She is the Khaleesi of Northern Alberta. She is Sheila Gunn-Reed. How you doing there, Sheila? Oh, I'm great. You know, Lent starts tomorrow, so that's the great fast. So I'm currently doing my best to consume all the good things in my house right now. I had uh, three helpings of bacon. Uh, <laughs> I, I plan to eat just everything in the house and just run right headfirst into Lent. Are you guys having pancakes today? Um, well, um, that reminds me of a rock saying, do you like pancakes? And where were you born? And then you can pancake your no you know what <laughs> But, you know, Sheila, here, you don't have to brag about this incredible metabolism you have. Yeah, you can eat your bacon oh. and your pancakes. <laughs> and, and Meanwhile, I take one M&M and I go from fat to circus <laughs> fat, okay? So, you, you know. A, you need a hit of insulin. <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta keep walking. I got to get on the treadmill, the, the bicycle, <laughs> if the warmer weather ever gets here. So, yeah, stop rubbing it in, okay, skinny mini? I wasn't rubbing it in. I was just saying that today's the day. Today's the big day where nothing matters. Just get on your stretchy pants and eat everything in the house, which I uh, which I have done. So well, far, I'll, so good anyway. I'll tell you something very important about today here in the People's Republic of Ontario, Sheila, is uh, Vax Pass Liberation. The Vax yeah. Pass is gone from restaurants and gyms. Although I heard, and we're going to check this out, but that's a story for another day. There's still going to be some, I don't know, uh, COVID care and entrepreneurs demanding the Vax Pass, even though the government says, no, you don't need it anymore. Uh, I find that unbelievable for on a couple of things. One, how does a owner of a restaurant, the owner of a gym, how do they think they are, um, you know, a specialist in uh, contagious diseases? And secondly, I thought the economy was being thrashed with all the closures these last two years. Wouldn't you want everyone into your uh, place of business? And thirdly, as we all know, Sheila, uh, if you are vaccinated, that is no guarantee you're not going to get COVID. So, um, and I don't know if I'm getting on to thin ice here in terms Very of close. YouTube. So <laughs> close. Just stating the facts, uh, folks. But what do you make of that? Because I understand, and we're going to get to this later, um, uh, Edmonton is keeping masks for some reason too, right? Well, I know the reason, but we'll get to that in a second. I should tell everybody exactly what we're doing here yes. before I opine on the peeping Tomness of some of these uh, businesses in Ontario, because that's what they are. They're medical peeping Toms, total weirdos. You know, like most people are like, I don't want to know what your uh, medical, anything about your medical history. Like, I, I don't want to know. I just, I'm too busy minding my own business. These people love prying into other people's lives. Yeah. I think that's crazy i think it's creepy that's like why don't you just go look in their windows go through their medicine cabinet those are the kind of people who go through your medicine cabinet weirdos you know you're so right sheila and if you're going to ask me about my vaccination status uh as a restaurateur i'm uh, going to want to know about your prostate i'm sorry that's yeah. my next question <laughs> well not really 
<laughs> but but you know, but seriously, um, yeah. since you're preparing my food, uh, can you uh, give me your, any kind of history of sexual diseases you've endured over the last few decades? I mean, how dare you? You know. Go, go cook my burger and I'll pay you money. That's how it works. And I don't need um, some, you know, Checkpoint Charlie COVID Karen uh, asking for papers when even the government says, no, it's not necessary anymore. Yeah, it's one thing when the government makes you do it under, you know, threat of closing your business and ruining your life. Yeah. That's one thing. But when you're doing this of your own free will, you're a total weirdo. Yeah. But I do like how they self-identify. So I know not to go to shop at Total Weirdos restaurant and bar because I'm not going to. It's freaks. You Don't know ask what? people about their medical history. And and that's a great point too, Sheila. There's plenty of restaurants, plenty of gyms, et cetera, et cetera, out there. If you're going to take this hard line when you're not being forced to by government, uh, I know the ones to avoid now. I'll make my decisions uh, based on my wallet. Yeah. Now, we should tell everybody what we're doing. I said I was going to, but then I had things to say. So um, this is the Rebel News daily live stream. It used to just be hosted on Friday, just hosted by the big boss man, Ezra Levant. Although sometimes he makes guest appearances yes. on the show and people really seem to enjoy that. It used to also just be hosted on YouTube. But then Joe Biden got elected. Big tech didn't really have to pretend anymore. And they just, en masse, uh, demonetized a whole slate of conservative channels, ours being one of them. Now, we had previously been deemed not advertiser friendly, um, but we were at least still then allowed to take super chats, which were your donations to us. And we would read your paid comment on air. But they decided that was, I guess, I don't know, too dangerous for us to interact with our uh, friends and supporters. But YouTube doesn't want us there, which is, you know, generally speaking, how you get more of me. You kick me out of somewhere and I'm just showing up the next day with a big smile on my face. Um, so we're still on YouTube and we have, you know, 1.5, 1.6 million YouTube subscribers. We don't want to abandon you. But we would like to encourage you to maybe consider migrating over to another platform where you could watch us uncensored, because that's the thing about YouTube. Sometimes we can't publish our videos in full over there. We have to publish a trailer because they have these weird rules about what you can and can't say on YouTube. And one of those things is questioning the advice of a public health officer as <laughs> though they are the Pope or something. You can't, you can't blaspheme against them. Even though they literally change their mind from day to day, yep. uh, you can't question them. It's, it's crazy. So um, we are on YouTube, but we will pr likely cut the feed at some point, especially since I'm co-hosting with David, because not only does David like <laughs> run right up to the line and stick a toe over and then he puts his whole leg over and then all of a sudden he's doing the hokey pokey of maybe we're going to get Twitter or our YouTube uh, page canceled altogether. But we are also streaming on <laughs> Odyssey, Super U and Rumble. And those are great free speech platforms that allow you to support the work that we do completely willingly. So on Odyssey, if you would like to uh, leave a hyper chat, we'll read your paid chat on air. On Super U, if you want to leave a Super U shout, again, we'll read your paid chat on air. Rumble, if you want to leave a Rumble rant, we'll read that on air. It's a great way for us to interact with you, see where your mind's at on certain issues, but support the work that we do completely willingly, unlike what Justin Trudeau does with the mainstream media, where he's just like, you know what? You know, CBC, and they're making that unwatchable garbage where they just call everybody a racist. You're paying for that, whether you like it or not. And 
The final platform that we're streaming on is Getter. Uh, great free speech social media. We're over there too. So if you're watching us on Getter, I think this is our third. We're approaching the end of our third week live streaming on Getter. I think it's going well. And if you're watching us on Getter, welcome. Nice to have you. So I think that's all the nuts and bolts. I don't know, guys, in the studio, are we on Instagram or Twitter today? Or is that just too dangerous? <laughs> not today. Okay, perfect. Yeah. We're not there. By the way, you, there. you mentioned good. CBC, Sheila. The other day I saw an ad for CBC Gem. I guess that's some specialized online service. I think that's it's been around streaming for, service. Yeah. yeah. Has do you know I'm gonna first of all, I've never seen anything on CBC Gem. Um I would like to put that out to our audience. Has anyone ever tuned in? And I mean there's a suggestion there that the gem, the good stuff, is on CBC Gem as opposed to the crap stuff that we already pay our taxpayer dollars uh, to fund. So I'm just wondering, um, as because I don't know anyone that's ever tuned in to CBC Gem. Ten-year-old Tom, I guess is is it? A I'm kid's? looking at this too. I've never <laughs> visited the website, but the only thing that I would remotely be interested in watching. Is Murdoch Mysteries, but I can get that on Netflix. <laughs> um, and then the Alberta Premier making a health announcement. Well, we have this thing called Your Alberta, which is the government's YouTube channel. I'll just go over there and watch it. Um, or on Jason Kenney's Facebook page or on his Twitter or wherever. I don't know why I need CBC to do this. Yeah. The national, unwatchable. Like, look at all the platforms where the national is. So it's in everybody's home, whether you want it or not. It's on all the cable services. It's I think it's on YouTube too, and it's on CBC Gem, and still people don't watch it. Yeah, and just, you know what, Shell, I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of Murdoch Mysteries based on just one thing, not not any episode. But remember when last year we went to Murdoch Mysteries being filmed in Peterborough, and nobody was wearing masks and nobody was social distancing. Meanwhile. We received tickets for doing journalism of a freedom rally uh, a year ago, April, in Peterborough, and uh, part of the officer's submissions on my ticket, and I think the ticket was for, I might be wrong, but it was for $1,650. They had surveillance photos of me shaking hands <laughs> and laughing. <laughs> but but you, so you, you can't do that. Maniac. Oh, I know. You know, I, I'm like a serial killer. Uh, but you, can, you can't do that if you're an actual person in the city of Peterborough, but you can shake hands and laugh on the set of Murdoch Mysteries being filmed in Peterborough. It's kind of like what you said before, Sheila, uh, during the height of the lockdowns, couldn't go to church. But if there was a film set uh, depicting a church, church. Y the actors could go to church. <laughs> it's science, folks. Science. Fine, follow the science. <laughs> I've never seen any of this stuff. I've like, I th I think I've seen Ripper Street. I think that was on Netflix for a time, and then it was removed from Netflix. So why do I have to watch it on CBC Gem? Do I have to pay for this stuff? Because I'm pretty sure I paid for it already. That's a great question. I'm scared to create an account though. <clears throat> Because I don't want to give them my information. They already have enough information on me. <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't know. Like it's got all the local news channels and the cartoons. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Let's see. I don't, what is this thing? Family Maybe. Feud Canada. That's. I don't recognize the title of any. I mean, well, there's so many channels out there, but I don't recognize. Oh no, sorry, Coronation Street. 
That's is still going. Coronation Street on there? <laughs> That's British, though. Yeah. Hello, lobby. I watch it on the BBC. <laughs> Why do I got to watch it on CBC Gem? I don't know any of this stuff. Like, it's run the burbs, like popular on Gem. What All does that the mean? Office. Okay, I've Four heard of Office. On it okay. In a day? 22 minutes. Oh, when was the last time anybody watched that? But I thought that's on the main network. Like, are, are they just putting stuff on Gem that you can get on CBC Classic? The Office UK. Is there anything from this century? Anyways, <laughs> I could go through this all day. It's almost as bad as Canadian Netflix. <laughs> oh, Canadian Netflix is terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. We, we severed the cord on that one last month, but... Anyhow, so Sheila, um, as we alluded to, uh, this is a day of liberty, well, depending on where you go in uh, Ontario in terms of the vaccination passport for COVID-19. And there are other provinces rolling back um, the restrictions here and there. But I notice uh, near where you live, the city of Edmonton is keeping the mask mandate in, pl in place. What, what's, what's the story there, Sheila? I said this to Adam yesterday. This is why municipal politics matter. Uh, as conservatives, we're usually like, yeah, I'll focus on provincial stuff. I'll focus on federal stuff. But this stuff gets you first. This is why you need to care about what happens yeah. at the school board, what happens at municipal politics, because you end up, as it has been through the entire pandemic, this patchwork quilt <clears throat> of restrictions. And even though the Vax Pass is gone in Alberta and Almost all of our restrictions are gone. Uh, gathering limits were lifted. Food service lift. Food service restrictions lifted. Masks lifted province-wide. Edmonton, Alberta, where they banned honking, <laughs> where the mayor is Justin Trudeau's former natural resources minister, who was appointed not because he knew anything about natural resources, but because he was one of but a handful of liberals elected in the West in 2015. Amarjeet so he he's the mayor now after he lost his seat in uh, Edmonton Mill Woods. Hmm. He is the mayor there, and he is hanging on to this mask thing with both hands. So they've de decided to keep the mask thing until... Uh, active COVID-19 cases for the city of Edmonton remain below 100 per 100,000 population for 28 consecutive days. We're never going to achieve that. I don't think you're ever going to achieve that. <clears throat> be it, it, shouldn't it be hospitalizations again, not just positive cases? Yeah. Right? Oh, I agree. And I think it's all about symbolism now. Um, you know, the big boss man uh, came to this uh, conclusion about a year ago, Sheila. And it's kind of like this. Um, much as a, a Christian will wear a cross, uh, much as a Sikh will wear a turban, a, um, uh, a Muslim uh, lady would wear uh, the hijab. It's basically you're advertising, you know, I'm on team Christianity, I'm on team Sikhism, I'm on team Islam, etc. And I think, Sheila, for the people by this stage of the pandemic that are wearing masks, yeah. this is a symbol. And what it's saying is, we're pro-big government, we're pro-lockdown, we're pro-being told what to do. And the amazing thing is, I, you know, without doing any research, but based on my observations, um, 
it looks like the biggest contingency that goes for though for this, you know, wearing the mask uh, are those who are hard left and um, the kids on campus who, of course, have been hard indoctrinated. <laughs> but, but yeah, what am I saying? Same thing. <laughs> Half a dozen or six. <laughs> what's the difference? So I think that's what we're seeing now, Sheila, uh, especially since. Well, no, I was going to say something, but we're still on YouTube. But that's what I see. So when you see Edmonton City Council being pro-mask, what they're really saying is we're pro-getting in your grill. We're pro-control. We're pro-big uh, pro government. And another, and what you alluded to earlier is so true. Um, Twas ever thus, Sheila, that when it comes to election participation, the lowest turnouts are for municipal elections compared to federal and provincial elections. And I say, why? The, if you think of a level of government that affects you most directly, picking up your garbage, uh, making sure you're getting water and electricity, um, the school boards, as you mentioned, uh, you might want to keep a... Um, a note of who are becoming trustees, because the next thing you know, the kids are being taught critical race theory. You yeah. should pay attention to this. It's extremely important in terms of this is the level of government that affects you the most on a daily basis. Sheila, I don't know why people tune out when it comes to municipal politics. The culture war starts right at municipal politics in the schools. Um, for example, the city of Ottawa, which remains one of the worst places in the country, they, I think, have a like an enormous, like billions, tens of billions of dollars, green energy, green shift program, where they're moving everything to green energy and electric bus, electric buses in Ottawa, by the way, like a northern city. Good luck. <laughs> um, but they're like, people think, okay, I have to worry about Justin Trudeau's carbon tax or Jason Kenney's carbon tax or Aaron O'Toole's carbon tax. No, the one that you're going to pay for first is the one municipally when you consider the cost of recycling, which is the biggest scam ever. Um, you know, the switching to carbon offsets for all the municipal buildings. And when you think about the enormity of a rec center and now you're buying carbon offsets for that, why? You're just wasting money at that point, and it's not your money to waste. So people really have to pay attention to municipal politics, and Edmonton yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, they've always been ridiculous. Uh, Ralph Klein said it was a beautiful city with too many mosquitoes and socialists, and that remains true. Um, they had a sort of like an NDP Green Party mayor before this, and now they have a deep liberal mayor which is, I, I mean, basically the same thing because Justin Trudeau outflanks the NDP and the Greens on a lot of uh, far left issues. But how stupid is this? I'm going to dance around this because we have to sort of be careful about what we say because <laughs> we're still on YouTube. But just so you realize how the science is working here. And this is not a public health officer thing. So I think I might be OK. What is going on with my shirt here? I think I might be OK um, because this was just like an act of council, which they, none of them are the public health officer there. And they're only now asking for public input. So they did this thing and then they're like, oh yeah, maybe we should ask the citizens what they want. But it's literally a highway on the east side of Edmonton between Edmonton and Strathcona County. It's a highway and the refineries, but the highway is sort of the dividing line. So COVID can't get across the highway? How does that work? You know, so you can like live, you can work in Edmonton, 
live in Sherwood Park, where lot tons of people do that. It's kind of a bedroom community, but not really because it has the refineries. But people work in Edmonton, wear a mask all day, then come home, do their grocery shopping, take their kids out, go to the gym mask free because science. COVID cannot get across the Hen Day. It's magical. It's like Frogger trying to get across the highway. <laughs> I <I'd> go back. <laughs> You know, Sheila, you know, I can't help but think of how perverse it is that we keep self-censoring ourselves uh, while we're on YouTube because the censorious thugs at YouTube. What's going on with my shirt? I'm all tangled up in my own clothes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and I can't help but think uh, it's almost like we're on a first date. You know, don't want to say anything inappropriate. Uh, Don't want to quite lean in yet for that uh, peck on the cheek. It's not. I mean, you know, I feel the shackles on my wrists in terms oh of what God. I really want to say. I think you feel the same way. So anytime you want to say goodbye to YouTube, uh, that's great. Now, um, we can't talk about uh, coronavirus uh, stuff uh, on YouTube to a great extent, folks, but I think we can still talk about the Nazis. And lo and behold, an Edmonton MP under fire. No, for no. A f- for Let's a fo- go back. <laughs> we got to go back a little. Okay. The reason I brought him up is because he's my benchmark for how the mainstream media asks. That's why I put it in the chat. So let's go to Christian Freeland first. Oh, Christian okay, Freeland, then. son of mother or daughter of mother Ukraine. <laughs> so Christian uh, Freeland, she fancies herself to be, um, I mean, she's on team blue and yellow. Good for her. Um, but Freeland, maybe we could throw up this from True North, caught holding a pro-Nazi banner at a Ukrainian protest. Now, what does that actually say on that banner, uh, Sheila? Because it's not in English, is it? Right. So, um, what it's the uh, the scarf is promoting a far right Ukrainian nationalist movement okay. that is linked to neo Nazis, like actual neo Nazis, not like CBC's neo Nazis, where everybody who doesn't agree with Justin Trudeau is a neo Nazi. These guys are like, this is the land of the white people, kind of thing, and. Um, John Tory's there too, and she posted the twi- the picture of her holding it to her Instagram and her Twitter, and I joked that maybe it's her family heirloom, right? Because her grandfather was a Nazi collaborator in Ukraine. Um, so I'm like, oh, is that is that like her family scarf? It's an heirloom she brought out. But anyway. Yeah, he wrote pro-Nazi propaganda during the Second World War, did he not? Yes, his newspaper was uh, it collaborated with the Nazis. Yeah. So the red and black flag and the scarf that she was holding has historically represented the Bandera movement in Ukraine. Stepan Bandera was a nationalist Ukrainian politician during the Second World War who was accused of war crimes and leading atrocities against the Jewish and Polish people. And Freeland, they gave her the scarf and she held the scarf. Here's Um, the thing, Sheila, uh, to play devil's advocate here. Do you think she knew about this organization, what that scarf is tied to? Or was she making an honest mistake uh, that she just figured this was some rallying cry for standing with Ukraine? I think she didn't know any better. But that's also embarrassing because she was our foreign affairs minister. So, I mean, not just our foreign affairs minister, but the foreign affairs minister 
of Ukrainian descent who fancies herself to be this uh, expert on Europe and European policies and mm. accuses everybody else of neo-Nazism. Good point. So how do you not know what the neo-Nazis under your own bed, sister? But she quickly deleted it. No apologies. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, I forget. Uh, it's like that, that season of Dallas that never happened. Bobby's still alive. Just came out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was just in the shower, so we do. Um, Candace Malcolm from True North makes a great point here. She says, are we supposed to believe that Christian Freeland is ignorant to the historic red and black association with the nationalist paramilitary Bandera movement? When to savvy journalist, which she fancies herself to be, and astute international player not know to take a or post a photo with this scarf. So I, I think she's not as smart as she thinks she is. And... The good news for her is, but not everybody else, is that the mainstream media doesn't seem to care because you can have a fed, a plant guy walk through a crowd of 100,000 with a, a far right flag. Yep. And that entire movement is painted as far right all of a sudden. But a politician literally holding the scarf of an actual neo-Nazi movement no big deal. Just tweet and delete. No big deal. And the reason I included uh, Michael Cooper in this, mm. excuse me, is because CBC lost its mind when Michael Cooper was photographed near um, an upside down Canadian flag with a swastika on it when he gave an interview at a protest in Ottawa on the weekend. So... Mm. If you see how far away <laughs> he is from that, and CBC's interviewing him, so CBC would have positioned him there so that they could get that image behind him. So CBC, this is a hit piece from start to finish. He's probably way the heck over here. The CBC Chase producer said, you know what, Michael, stand right here. The interviewer's going to stand right here. And that's the shot that they wanted. They staged it. And this, I think... I wouldn't say this person's a Nazi, although I've never talked to them, but I think they're saying like how the Canadian government is behaving is fascistic. Um, it's not the way that I would express my dismay at the way the Canadian government is behaving, but I would probably suggest that that's the meaning here. I'm not making apologies for this guy, but you know what CBC could have done? Go talk to him and ask him. But they didn't do that. They were just happy to do a hit piece on Michael Cooper. And Michael Cooper's got to apologize to uh, – he had to apologize to um, – Oh, boy. Uh, two different mayors, it sounds like. Uh, last, uh, he apologized to Edmonton Mayor Amarjeet Sohi, who wrung a, an apology out of him on behalf of Justin Trudeau, and oh. St. Albert Mayor, given like where his riding is that encompasses St. Albert, Kathy Heron. Um, well, they wanted him to apologize, so he did. But I don't know how he has anything to do with this. Wait a minute. Apologize for what, Sheila? I don't know. Being Having CBC have that in the background. Yeah, for being like, what, 300 meters within the vicinity of uh, a, a, you know, a defaced Canadian flag. But you know what? I shouldn't be surprised, Sheila. You don't even need a visual uh, symbol to get the left uh, mental uh, look at that uh, liberal MP that says... Um, 
honking your horn. Honk honk is actually code, audible <laughs> code for Heil Hitler. <laughs> you know, poor that's poor my Ezra. He, that poor woman, her head's that, broken. <laughs> yeah, that that's his writing. That she and uh, um, and as Ezra said, um, has done the near impossible, uh, and that is become a dumber MP than Seamus O'Regan. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. There's a lot of MPs giving Seamus O'Regan a run for his money. Wow. And he's still he's still holding on to the title, but there are a lot of dumb MPs nipping at his heels for the dumbest MP in Canada. Honk honk is Heil Hitler. I guess I'll never use my horn again in downtown traffic. Do you know what? Imagine the mental state of that poor woman. Like, at first I was like, this broad is ridiculous. But then imagine, like, you're driving in traffic. And every time you hear a horn honk, it's like someone screaming at her, Heil Hitler. It's like somebody <laughs> doing a Roman salute. She's driving around thinking that she has a tool of Nazism right in the steering column. That GM or Ford or whoever, somebody in an auto plant somewhere, is being forced to install these tools of white supremacy into all the vehicles. The mental state of this woman, it, she's got to be a basket case. Well, you know, that's why I interviewed that goose near the Ambassador Bridge, uh, Sheila, that was just walking around with a bandana on. <laughs> but, but, of course, she would condemn that goose uh, for goose stepping. See what I did there? Good Very job, Horowitz David. pat Great on the job. back. <laughs> yes, David. <laughs> uh, before we move on to uh, other things, um, because uh, we've got a victory lap for you and I to take around Patrick yes. Brown. Uh, but before we get to that, I just want to remind you that uh, while Ontario is removing its Vax Pass, except for the creepy weirdos who are planning to keep it in place. <laughs> we we have to bring back weirdo. I, I first heard you use that, <laughs> that phrase in Israel at that incredible Air Force demonstration where there was an incredible lack of weirdos to you. Yeah, I mean, it was startling. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's so 70s, that weirdo. We got to bring it back, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should. Um, but as you know, uh, uh, Ontario is reopening. We're removing the vax pass. I wouldn't say reopening. But at the same time, don't get your hopes up, friend, because Ontario has extended emergency powers granted to police to help clear blockades resulting from protests against COVID-19 <laughs> measures. So if you get a little too frisky and you're like, I don't want to wear a mask anymore. Let's uh, let's have a protest. Send in the riot cops. Uh, send in the tear gas. Send in the horses. Get your trample on, I guess, is what Doug Ford. You know, like after you've seen the police behave so poorly and so out of control, a normal person's first reflex would be like, whoa, we need to dial back the powers these people have. Doug Ford went the other way. He's like, you know what? Let's let them keep it and you know use them whatever they feel like. And, and, and Sheila, I can tell you firsthand because uh, not the weekend just passed, but the weekend uh, passed that. I was in Ottawa with the team, and once the demonstration was shut down, the protesters were gone, the trucks were driven out of town. I can tell you, folks, that the access in and around the city uh, was demonstrably worse than when the demonstrators were there. Uh, they, The police fenced off three layers of streets towards Parliament Hill, so you can't even get 
to Parliament Hill. That was not the case when the demonstration was there. Uh, any kind of travel time you have in Ottawa, if it's a seven-minute drive, factor in about a half an hour. You're going to be stopped at one of maybe a hundred checkpoint Charlies, and they're asking their papers. And if you're from out of town, a hotel confirmation isn't good enough anymore. Now the cops call the front desk. And even if it's minus 20 and you're cold and tired and hungry and thirsty and have to use a bathroom, yeah, I'm talking about me. Uh, Officer Dyke, that's a real officer with the OPP, still wants to double check <laughs> that you are legit, legitimately uh, staying at a particular hotel. So uh, there's also cement roadblocks at major intersections, uh, which again contributes to the uh, longer uh, travel times of, of, of commuters. So, Sheila, basically what this Emergencies Act did was it traded one blockade that was far more accessible for another blockade implemented by the state that is making getting around town miserable. And I got to tell you, it is a police state. I mean, yeah. All those cops, right? All those checkpoints, all the verification of information. And I got to tell you, Sheila, when I was there with uh, Lincoln Jay, when we ran into Officer Dyke, we showed her our media credentials. We showed our equipment, our recording equipment. Um, and no, it wasn't good enough. She knows we're not truckers. She knows we're not demonstrators. She knows we're not allies of the Freedom Convoy. We're journalists. And I, I always wonder, Sheila, if that had been Rosemary Barton en route to Spark Street to CBC headquarters, well, with a stopover, stopover to Nate's delicatessen first, of course, <clears throat> uh, would she be given the gears? And there you have our lovely Alexa Lavoie, the lioness of uh, Quebec City. By the way, folks, um, you might recall we went to a uh, press conference where interim police chief Steve Bell was unaware of Alexa being shot point blank uh, with some kind of a canister. Impossible. Yeah, because it was, and as Sheila said, impossible. Half an hour before that press conference, even RT, Russia Television, was interviewing Alexa and did a far more fair job than anybody in the mainstream media, let me tell you. Um, in the days since, I've been reaching out by voicemail and email to the Ottawa Police Service to find out if an investigation uh, is underway because that's really serious stuff when an officer, yeah. uh, you know, discharges a weapon and they are so unprofessional that they won't return my calls. Meanwhile, Chief Bell ended that press conference and you couldn't write this, folks, even if you tried, noting that there has been multiple investigations launched regarding mainstream media journalists yeah. who suffered some verbal abuse and slurs. So, you know, nasty language, that kind of a thought crime, that goes right to the top of the agenda with the Ottawa Police Service. But a female journalist shot point blank and she suffered a bad injury, Sheila. I mean, yeah. her thigh was so- It could so have been a hell of a lot worse too. Oh, I'm telling you, if that was at her head, uh, I, I think the conversation is really different right now, right? Um, and uh, nothing to see here, folks. Move along, move along. And, but the point I'm getting to, Sheila, Chief Bell and the Ottawa Police Service can no longer uh, employ the Sergeant Schultz uh, mode of operations. I know nothing. I saw nothing because they do know and they have seen the footage. So shame on them.
Um, and those checkpoints are still up in Ottawa. For what? Because these authoritarian maniacs don't want to give the power back. I'm looking at a conservative MP right now. It's on his personal Facebook page, so I don't want to say because I'm friends with him and I have icky <laughs> rebel cooties. Um, but he can't get around town. He's posting pictures of himself to his personal Facebook. Again, I don't want to say um, of him like holding on to the fence grates saying like, <laughs> I can't get through. <laughs> And he's got to go through checkpoints. He looks like he posted a photo where he looks like he's in jail. And if you sent me to Ottawa, I would feel like I was in jail every single day. So um, I, I relate to his pain. But uh, they're still up. Why? Yeah. I, Why? I, well, when I was walking around those fences, uh, Sheila, I was having a Ronald Reagan moment. You know, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Mr. Trudeau, tear down these fences. They're Everyone's out of town. There's not a, 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 a an 18-wheeler there. And, and by the way, um, folks, if you are going to Ottawa and you are driving a rig or a pickup truck, don't display a Canadian flag. That's uh, you are going to be profiled, and you are going to be given the gears by Ottawa's finest. That's who they are cherry picking right now. So if you have love for Canada or Great Dominion, and you're driving a certain kind of vehicle, you're screwed in Ottawa. They're going to give you uh, a ticket, maybe even impound your vehicle. Uh, based on what? Well, based on um, you know, like Minority Report. Sheila, from 2002, the Tom Cruise film, the pre-crimes unit. Remember that? We get our information yeah, yeah. from from psychics. psychics. And we really yeah. think you might maybe commit this crime. So we'll just arrest and convict you in the, and uh, get it out of the way before any bad stuff happens. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I wonder how many psychics are on the payroll down at the Ottawa <laughs> Police Service. Um, well, they're psychos. Yeah. Uh, psychics? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just looking at these pictures from the MP who shall not be named because, again, I've got rebel cooties. Um, but it looks like a zombie movie down there. Like it just like it's fences up to keep the zombies in or out. I can't tell. Everything is completely abandoned. Yeah. Um, it, it looks horrible. Um, but that has me thinking maybe there is a bit of a zombie virus out there. Uh, Olivia. I know I'm sort of springing this on you, but can you bring up that video of Joe Biden shuffling his way across <laughs> the lawn at the White House? Because that's immediately what I saw. He, where he's uh, just like lifting up his feet weird and walking like this across the lawn at the White House. I was like, but what, Sheila, is I'll, the next I'll, variant the zombie variant? Because I'll, if so... He's patient zero. Yeah, Sheila, I'll tell you something. When I was in Ottawa, and I'm not exaggerating, I swear to God, folks, you could film an episode of The Walking Dead without getting, you know, the police or security to cordon off areas for filming. Uh, it, there were, and I'm talking right downtown Ottawa, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Bank and Queen Street. You know, uh, it was desolate. And uh, it's, to think our national capital it, you know, it's almost as though they wanted, Sheila, a so-called siege, uh, an insurrection like January 6th uh, from uh, last year in terms of justifying this. And thank goodness for the protesters. There were no shenanigans like storming Parliament Hill or the Supreme Court or you name any other national building that is down there, Sheila. And it must have made the politicians and the mainstream media so frustrated because they were waiting for that insurrection moment that never happened. Yep. Uh, do we have that video? We do. Look at this. 
I just love how he sort of comes out of nowhere, too. <laughs> Look at him. Right. Why is he wearing a mask? Go die. President, are you worried about nuclear war? <laughs> Brains. Brains. <laughs> And then he just disappears. <laughs> it's like a Sasquatch sighting or something. Like, and he's just, and then he shuffles up the other side. I just, that's my favorite part. I think and he just, that missing seven seconds of footage, that's when they put his body double in, Sheila. That's my theory. But you know what? Look at the good side. I thought he was going to veer left to that playground and go down the slide or something. <laughs> I just... I, like, look, it's like when your grandpa wanders away from the nursing home and they catch him, bring him back in the house and close the door. He's not right. And uh, we shouldn't be laughing. We really shouldn't. No. no, someone should be reporting the Democrats or at least his wife for elder abuse. No wonder Putin struck. Uh, you know, don't even get me started. You know, Sheila, is President Biden going to make it to the end of the term? And I don't oh, mean no. I don't mean politically being voted out of office. I, I mean, just physically being able to show up for work. I'm unclear. I'm not sure. I wouldn't bet on it. What is this? Oh, something coming I'm, in, Sheila? No, I'm just uh, looking ahead to one of the super chats. Oh, well, we you have. know what? I, I plan Good ahead. Point. Let's, but uh, let, before we do that, let's talk about. Uh, a little victory lap that yes. you and I need to take <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. around sneaky Patrick Brown. And you want to talk about authoritarian mayors. One right there. Unbelievable. He was the OG. The police officers is do, do we have that? Uh, Dave Rubin. <laughs> video uh, queued up, Mrs. Producer? Or is it Ms. Producer? Ms. Okay, she, she's going to look for it. Yeah, you, you might recall, uh, folks, um, Patrick Brown, who shut down all the playgrounds and the sports fields and the baseball diamonds in Brampton, and then hired a security company to spy on those uh, facilities in case a kid did go and kick a soccer ball on the field. The security guards don't have the ability to write a fine, but they would immediately uh, phone Brampton bylaw and they would come like Batman and Robin to dispatch fines to kids or their parents. While this was going on in the name of COVID in 2020, sneaky Patrick Brown, that losing loser, that shameless skirt chaser, that crying crybaby, that lying liar, him and his buddies were at a city-owned hockey facility playing ice hockey as all the children of Brampton were deprived of any kind of recreation. And uh, we were tipped off by uh, someone in Brampton. Here's the rink. Here's what time he's playing. We didn't know if it was bogus or not, but you know what? Like we always do, Sheila, we go out and check yep. it out because uh, we're from Missouri, you know, the show me state. I want to see proof of this. Oh, yeah. boy. And I mean, Lincoln J, that was his first day on the job. And what <laughs> what an assignment. Okay, he, yeah. he couldn't believe it either. So I'll shut up and I'll let the video do the talking. 
is they're not used to people pushing back oh, when they are guys. lawfully oh. uh, acting oh, and not in violation of the trespass, press, trespass the property act. And so that's why they sent so many officers is they weren't used to anybody pushing back. And thankfully you did, you got your story done and now you've been found not guilty of all charges. Hey, sports fans, we finally have an update to the Patrick Brown Hockey Night in Brampton saga. Now, Brown is the man who was this close to becoming Ontario Premier until a palace coup orchestrated by his own party ousted him as leader of the Progressive Conservatives. Thank God. Brown is currently the mayor of Brampton, and like so many other cities during the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, Brampton's playgrounds and sports fields, well, they were close to the kids, but... Mayor Brown, well, he sneakily used a city-run ice facility so that he and his berry buddies could play pickup hockey. <laughs> Talk about chutzpah. Now, for those who may have missed this outrageous example of one law for me and one law for thee, please check out the video evidence when we caught Brown red-handed. We're getting the bums rush, but... Holy mackerel, I think I see Patrick Brown himself. Oh, hey, how you doing? Mr. Brown, right? Yeah. David Manzi's with Rebel News. You're in, a, you're in a city facility? What's that? You're in a city facility? Yeah, so are yeah. you. Yeah. So, are you yeah. playing hockey here? Or? No, I'm just coming to check in our facility. So okay, I'm gonna, man. we're gonna check you. You're, you're not supposed to be here, actually. Okay. We were told that uh, you play pickup here. Mr. Brown, how come, uh, the kids in Brampton can only practice sports, but your buddies can play hockey. Yeah. So, um, I don't know why um, you are harassing people in the city of Brampton, but you shouldn't be. Oh, who's harassing yeah. who? You're, you, you're, your guy handed out 122 bylaw violations in one week. Mr. Brown, why is there a hockey game going on in this arena? I thought you're only allowed to uh, practice sports, not play them. And who is paying the $1,000 a day, Mr. Brown, for this rink? Mr. Brown, are these taxpayer dollars being used for your buddies to play hockey on this rink? Or are you paying it? Or perhaps we'll lead Solomon. So Mr. Brown, why is it one law for me and one law for thee in this city? Mr. Brown? Wow, okay. talk about two minutes well, for <laughs> egregious. Well, and folks, what happened, that was, um, I think that might have been, Sheila, in the month of July. Um, we kept going back to the rink. I mean, the chutzpah of this man is just astonishing. He was caught red-handed, uh, breaking his own bylaws. And he called it harassment. Yeah, like, but he kept how coming. You catch me doing yeah. this. And he kept coming back to the rink. He did some sneaky things because he is sneaky, Patrick Brown, like changing the times so he would avoid a, um, a, a meeting with us. But um, in September, we went back there. This is September of 2020. And he called the cops on us. And there was something like, Sheila, I can't remember, five or six police cruisers, <laughs> uh, three SUVs of security people. Uh, for little old me, and I was handcuffed, arrested, charged with trespassing 
passing. Keep in mind, folks, I'm standing outside the arena yeah. on a parking lot. This is a publicly funded recreational facility while Brown and his berry buddies are playing shinny inside and still the kids can't play any sports outside either. Yeah. And I'm the one I think arrested. Sorry, sorry. I think at this time, the soccer fields were also under arrest. Uh, didn't he have them chained off? And he had security there in case kids tried to play outside. Yeah, yeah, it was loser. Oh, unbelievable! And uh, anyways, folks, to fast forward the story, and it got posted uh, last night on our website and our YouTube channel. We had our day in court, and the charges were tossed because, well, Sheila, let's let's not kid the kidders. There was zero chance of prosecution here. Zero. And uh, so um, we win again. And uh, yeah, I'm going to give myself a Barry Horowitz pat on the back. <laughs> well, it should be David Amber, our fantastic Ottawa lawyer he's that great. does that, because uh, he's the one that got his justice. But you know what? The, what is it called, Sheila? The abuse of regulatory authority. I think that's yeah. the term. This is the yeah. mayor. He should be setting an example, not sneaking around. And I have to tell you too, folks, um, there's a, a wonderful online publication that's covering the shenanigans in Brampton, which I truly believe might be the most corrupt city in our entire dominion. And uh, it's called The Pointer. And they did a great piece uh, several months ago where this went before this incident of him uh, playing sports while forbidding other residents to not play sports. Um, this went before the integrity commissioner, who, by the way, is a personal friend of Patrick Brown, uh, <laughs> who was appointed when he became mayor of Brampton. They got rid of the other guy. And uh, wow. she found him completely innocent of, of everything, no. except no. one thing. He should have worn a mask. Uh, as you saw in the footage, he was maskless. So that was the only slap on the list from his personal friend, the integrity commissioner of Brampton. Get, does it get any worse than this, Sheila? You know, and David Amber's so good. He, oh, yeah. uh, he's the lawyer working on so many of the trucker cases in Ottawa. Um, he just, as soon as he saw problems happening, he has other cases that he handles through the Democracy Fund. And he just jumped to it to help people. He's like a Batman. He's the Batman lawyer. When he sees injustice happening and civil liberties being violated, he's like, I'm there. And so he was the right guy at the right place at the right time. And he worked so hard for you. A hundred percent. Patrick Brown, folks, is such a liar. He would spit in your face and say it's raining. And here's yeah. why, by the way, you should care in case you're thinking, oh, Brampton, that's just some, you know, city northwest of Toronto. Big deal. Uh Here's why you should care, folks. There are rumblings that this guy yeah. might take a run at the leadership of the Canadian uh, Conservative Party, which, yep. Sheila, if that comes to fruition. I hope he tries. I hope he tries. Oh, but careful what you wish for. Handle. Careful what you wish for, Sheila, because I I'm telling you, if he becomes leader, you will be misty-eyed for the glory days of Aaron O'Toole, let me tell you. Um, look at that. 
Oh, my God. And don't forget, folks, the reason why there was a palace coup in January of 2018, the election year, uh, June was the election month. So just six months, less than six months away from the Ontario provincial election. This is a guy who lied to the social conservatives saying, you know, he had their back and then he threw them under the bus. This was a guy who pretended to be a fiscal conservative. And the first thing he did <laughs> at the Canadian club after be voting, being voted in as leader was announcing plans for an Ontario carbon tax. The entire crowd went silent and one guy in the back finally went, no. So he threw social conservatives under the bus. He threw fiscal conservatives under the bus. And when there were no more conservatives to throw under the bus, this red Tory, uh, well, he was thrown under the bus by his own party. And I'm telling you, folks. Check out that footage when he's crying like a baby. His entire staff abandoned him. I've never seen anything like that, Sheila. His communications people, his strategists, they were, it was just him giving a press conference. And then he does that, you know, uh, Game of Thrones walk of shame down the back stairs of the Ontario legislature building. And I can't get this image out of my mind, not it's into some nice... Man. <laughs> but the min the salt stained minivan, right? All that was missing was that nun going shame, shame, ringing a bell. <laughs> you know what? If he does try to run, we should show up and do shame. Oh, shame. I've got the bell already with I, your ticket. I, <laughs> with your yeah, trespass ticket, ringing the bell. Great idea. He can't be serious. Please reassure me, Sheila, because I don't want something flukish to happen that somehow he weasels his way into that position. I can't believe he ran for the mayor of Brampton. That guy will run for anything. Like he'd be the dog catcher if he could. Sheila, he has zero connection to Brampton. He's from Barrie, where he was uh, a local politician and he was an MP. This is what I mean. In he doesn't care. He just wants to be in charge of stuff. In fact, when he was running for mayor of Brampton, he sometimes screwed up uh, referring to Brampton as Barry. I mean, that's how disconnected he is. He just wants power for the sake of power. But, you know, like the uh, James Bond movie title, The World Is Not Enough, he's not content in just being some schlepper running the city of Brampton. He has his eyes on being a premier, a prime minister. And that, my friends, is a disaster that would make Irwin Allen blush. Yes. Now we should get to some of these super chats. And yes. I see that my Skype connection is falling apart, which is odd because I'm on Starlink, but I'm probably sharing my Elon Musk satellite <laughs> with the Ukrainians. So it's okay. I won't be mad about it. Okay. Um, we've got one from Becca Henderson gives us a buck and says, I saw people on Twitter say they will not go into a restaurant with the unvaxxed. I think this could be a good thing. The Karens and weirdos <laughs> will stay home. Well, yeah, back, you know what? Stay home. I don't care. Yeah. Be free Live to here. It's none of my business. A hundred percent. Just don't make us. Uh, live under some kind of quasi-apartheid system. But as Sheila says, folks, if you were terrified of getting the COVID cookie, uh, cooties even at this stage of the game, stay home, reach out to Uber Eats or DoorDash, and um, you don't have to contaminate yourself with the uh, deplorables and the yahoos. At this point, who hasn't had it? Yeah. You know, like, whether you're vaccinated or not, who hasn't had it at this point? Um, and I think it's kind of um, 
I saw it on Twitter where someone was saying, uh, well, even if Alberta gets rid of the masks, I'm going to wear them anyway. And it's too bad that uh, more municipalities aren't doing what Edmonton is doing. And it's oh. like, how do you how do you miss that you still have the choice and that's all anybody ever wanted? How do you not make that connection in your head that, yeah, you can go to Sherwood Park and wear a mask. Nobody cares. I'm going to think you're a hypochondriac, but I don't care. I'm in the grocery store for something else. Um, I, I don't understand why people insist on infecting other people with their irrational fear. You I don't know, get it. Sheila, uh, Joy Behart on The View a couple of weeks ago said when all the restrictions and mandates are lifted in the U.S., she's still living her life wearing a mask going out. Um, and again, it comes back to what I said earlier. It is a symbol saying... I like big government. I like authoritarianism. I like people telling me how to live my life. Because if there's no pandemic, say in the year 2029, Joy, why are you still wearing that face diaper? Do you know what? By the way, Joy Behar, don't threaten me with a good time by covering up your face so everybody doesn't have to look at you. <laughs> Did you see her ridiculous comment uh, about how she doesn't want a war to break out in Ukraine because... Uh, it's going to ruin her Italian vacation. No. What a selfish ogre that woman is. Awful. How, how can you be so disconnected? How can you be so tone deaf? As Ukrainians are being massacred, you're worried about uh, your Italian villa vacation. It's really a Marie Antoinette moment, eh? Let them eat cake. Yeah. <laughs> There's the face of the left these days, folks. Well, the part of the face you can see. <laughs> Let's call it the, forever. the eyes of the left, or as Billy Idol would say, yeah. eyes without a face. See what I did there, Sheila? Give yourself yes, a pat I on did. the back. <laughs> no, because that song fully came out before I was born. Uh, <laughs> um, a fast learner. Yeah, look at horrible. Yeah, horrible, horrible. She's just awful. I don't know how she's people even give her the time of day. It shows you how insular Hollywood is. That they think that she's perfectly acceptable. Fast Learner gives us five bucks. Ontario is implementing digital ID. So the Vax Pass is no longer needed because the digital will have Vax status. I don't know if that's true or not, but I am looking into a lot of places are moving to digital ID. And I'm trying to find out what that means. I filed an ATIP into Saskatchewan and it, they want a, like a lot of money, which means that they've got a lot of plans for what this digital ID will do in the future. But I'll get to that. I'll, I'll do a story on that at a later date, but it's outrageous because part of the enormous bill they gave me was for photocopying. And I'm like, this is about a digital ID and you can't even send me a PDF. You're going to photocopy all these documents and then what, mail them to me? What year is this? You people should not be developing a digital ID. Anyway, I could go on forever. Uh, Annalisa, 1964. Annalisa is a David Menzies super fan. David, you're in the bloodstream. Uh, good morning, my two favorite people. Is that a new tie, Menzies? That is a nice tie, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, either way, looking mighty fine. Sheila, what can I say? You're amazing. Well, thank you. Well, thank, thank you, you Annalisa. It's an old tie, but I, uh, I just... Uh... Brought it out of cold storage. You know, it, it's funny, you know, Sheila, in broadcast, I bet you, with the exception of Annalisa, who has such an eagle eye, I could probably wear the same black suit, white shirt, and uh, black tie, and nobody would notice. But if you wore the same thing, 
every single day, like that red sweater you're wearing, people would notice. I bet you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I sometimes will get like, cause I'll film a bunch of videos on a certain day and then I'll work on other stuff and then I'll film a bunch on a certain day. And I get emails saying, do you ever change your clothes? There you I'm go. Like, no, I, I filmed them all on the same day. Settle down. And you know? I've never had an email like that. So what's my point? I think that my point is that guys have it so much easier than, than gals when it comes to broadcasting. Yeah. And you can just like save your money. Yeah. And just <laughs> wear the same thing every day. Rotate your ties with Ezra. <laughs> Uh, Kushi, when uh, eleven twenty four gives us ten bucks. Well, thanks so much. Love listening to your show every morning over a cup of coffee. Keeps me sane. Thank you for all your hard work and truth spreading. Well, that's very nice. Thank you very much. Alfred C gives us ten bucks. I'm waiting for your answers on Zaphod Beeblebrox being a good description of Justin Trudeau. No response by email yet. I didn't see your email. I'm sorry. I probably get about. I 300 a day. I believe I received that email, and I believe uh, that's a character from the Hitchhiker's uh, Guide to the Universe. And many years ago, I started it. I just couldn't get into it. I, I don't think I got to the uh, point where that character is introduced. So, uh, but I'll tell you what, maybe I'll you know, dredge up a copy and uh, see what this character is like. I mean, if there's comparisons to Justin Trudeau, he must be the villain in that book, I would assume, Sheila. <laughs> or an absolute idiot. <laughs> a gropey idiot? Is he a gropey idiot? Uh, Stella Orella. You know, I have a friend I go quadding with, and he calls me Stella just to annoy me. He always gets my name wrong. He's like, Susan, Stella, Sharon. I'm like, fine i'll just answer uh 20 thanks guys are we still eyeballing bill s233 it's in second reading in the senate that's the for those of you who don't know that's the universal basic income bill now the thing is when we hear that it's before the senate a lot of times we get worried but because it ha starts with an s instead of a c that's c it originated in the commons house of commons s means it originated in the senate so these are unelected busybodies trying to find work to do <laughs> generating universal basic income stuff so that because they're basically on universal basic income they don't have to work they're unelected yep. so they this it has to go through so Civics lesson. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. I did this last week when I explained to people what um, uh, confidence motion was, because there's a lot of people who don't understand. They heard the word, but they don't really know how, what it means. So S means it originated in the Senate. It has to go through three readings in the Senate before it goes to the second house. That would be in the comments. And it's probably going to die there, but also never underestimate how stupid the liberals are and how much they want to waste your money. But Usually bills that originate in the Senate, um, they don't they don't often get very far. They sort of end up in the House and then the House breaks or we go to election or whatever. Um, so I'm not entirely worried about it, this, but I will keep a look out for it because basically that's what CERB was. So this would make CERB permanent. You know, Sheila, like me, does your heart break for Jugmeet Singh? I mean, he must be looking at a bill like this and saying, hey, stop eating my grass. This kind of wealth redistribution, that's my bailiwick as a new Democrat. You know, haven't I contributed enough by constantly propping up this uh, minority liberal government? So poor Jugmeet, who last week, of course, had to be 
the most humiliated politician yeah. in, uh, I guess, five, 10 years by propping up that ridiculous Emergencies Act when even Trudeau himself realized it was going to go down to defeat in the Senate, which was one of their finest mo moments in five or 10 years, Sheila. Um, yeah, but he must look at that and go, this is my bailiwick. Uh, leave me alone. Stop doing this. But he can't. Yeah, do the anything. NDP don't really have a reason for existing anymore. <laughs> no, they don't. Because <laughs> Justin Trudeau takes all their far left ideas and they vote alongside with the liberals. So you just the I don't know the like, you know, how the Democrats have the AOC faction. Yes. That's what they are. They're the AOC faction of the Liberal Party of Canada. There is one reason for the existence of the NDP party, uh, Sheila, under the leadership of uh, Jagmeet Singh. He needs to get to that six years in office to get yeah. the pension. That's what Jagmeet Singh is all about. Hey, listen, folks. You think our Manny suits and uh, BMW M3s are cheap? Uh, no. And Jugmeat wants to continue his lavish lifestyle as he fights for the common man and woman uh, in relative luxury. So that's what Jugmeat is all about. Team yeah. Jugmeat. He likes his freebies and his fancy watches. That's for sure. Yeah. Quite a quite a socialist. What does Andrew Wilkow always say? Socialism is for. Is not for the, the socialists. Right. It's for the people, not the. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Twinks gives us five bucks. Ottawa now talking permanent road closure in front of Parliament. You can go up to Buckingham Palace, but self-important King Trudeau will in front of the hill. Laughable, but also oh sad. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, that will Nick be if there is a conservative points. government elected, Sheila, that will be. Job one to open up the hill to the people. I mean, can you imagine Parliament Hill permanently closed to people? You know, not protesters, not trucks, but just law abiding citizens. Unbelievable. Look how long they put the January 6th fences up for. Yep. In a First Amendment. So yep. don't ever put it past Justin Trudeau to keep the icky normals away from where he works or where where he shows up every once in a while. I don't want to say works and I don't want to say where, that he goes there all the time because um, that I mean, if you're you're more apt to find him out at Harrington Lake, um, <laughs> Mick three CA a uh, dollar. Any businesses such as the baseball zone in Toronto that still require one to be jabbed for entry service or employment shall now be boycotted to the fullest extent. You know what? Let your money do the talking. You don't have to go there. Um, you can go support businesses that mind their own business when they're doing business. I think that's the most important thing. You don't, I don't have to know. be mean to them. You don't have to call them and harass them. Just don't go. Yeah. I don't know the baseball zone. I mean, is that some place you go and, like, you know, hit balls or something like that, you know, practice in the wintertime? Because a baseball zone isn't really just going to a, well, when the weather's nicer, go to a diamond and hit balls there. Let's look because David, I'm not in Toronto. So <laughs> let's look about this place. So the baseball zone is an indoor baseball training facility in Toronto. Hmm. So I guess they still need, it's in Mississauga actually, and they still need Vax passes there. It's close. <sighs> um, a Twinks gives us five bucks. Mandates will not be lifted if there's a choice to keep them. Workers still not allowed back if company keeps mandates in place. Still no job, no job. That's true. Fraser McBurney, five bucks. 
First victim of war is truth. Here's an example. Ukrainian soldiers on Snake Island are all alive and they surrendered to the Russians. I still don't even think there's clarity on that. I think some surrendered, some died. Um, but I don't also know why anybody is shocked that they're seeing propaganda from both sides. You can still say I'm anti-invasion, but I don't think everything we're seeing is perfectly accurate. Mm. Look back to the Gulf War. I still have my Gulf War trading cards, my first ones. Oh, those I've got were those propaganda too. Thing. Do you? <laughs> are they like worth anything? Like, I don't know. I have them in an orange. I bet they're totally worthless. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like I had like five Schwarzkopf's, like General Schwarzkopf. I did. I still have them. But that was an act of propaganda to like get kids having a good view of the war. Uh, and that's it's always been. It's always been like I was saying to um, Adam yesterday in my studio, I have American uh, signs and propaganda about how farmers could participate in the war effort. I collect them mm. and it's it is absolutely shameless propaganda, but I like it and uh, it's always been. So this is just the new way that you consume propaganda in the digital age. But, and, you know, Sheila, on that point, don't you find it amazing, because I do, that I would have thought one of the very first targets of the Russian army wouldn't be some apartment building where civilians live in, but rather the infrastructure that facilitates the Internet and social it, media it charity. Uh, uh, chatter, it, rather. Pardon me? It was. That's why uh, Elon Musk deployed Starlink to there to make sure that they still had internet and communications, which is probably why my Starlink is so bad right now. Um, How does that Starlink work? Is that something in space or something? Yeah, it's like low altitude satellite um, internet, which is um, great for a place like where I live, where I don't even have landlines into my house, let alone fiber optics. And I used to have like radio um internet which there was like a tower up the road but now we have like low uh altitude satellite from starlink which is great uh, see how smart Usually. Sheila Gunn-Reed is folks I, I i she's educating me in real life time <laughs> the internet is the bane of my existence it is like the most stressful thing i go through in a day is internet upload speeds and download speeds for reviewing videos for uploading my videos to work in Toronto. And um, so I've learned a lot about it through my own frustration over the years. You know what, Sheila, I'm going to make a statement here. And that is, I think the world was better before there was an internet, right? I mean, sure, you could still research. You'd go to like in Toronto, the central library and go through microfiche and it would take hours what you can do in seconds on the internet. But don't you think the world was far more civil, that there was more of a human connection? I mean, you know, and I think part of the problem is you go online to comment on somebody. They're not, it's not a human being that you would speak to in the language that you post uh, statements online. So you use all kind of vicious, vulgar slurs and even threats. Like I said, Sheila, I I think I preferred the world pre-internet. What do you say? I'm not, I don't know. I'm of two minds. I could hear arguments for both sides, but I do think anonymity is generally bad uh, for civility, Mm. for sure. Um, Let's keep going. Uh, what is the status of the Jonathan Eve lawsuit? Uh, 
would love an update. So last update to Jonathan Yaniv's lawsuit, because he is suing us, um, is that um, he's suing us. That's all we have right now. Um, it's basically a nuisance lawsuit, and I don't want to prejudice the lawsuit, so I don't want to get too much into it. But when there is an update to that, I promise we'll let you know, because Drea has been all over that case. Yeah. And and Sheila, um, and this is nothing to prejudice the lawsuit uh, by... Uh, oh, I don't know, David. Be oh, careful. No, no. <laughs> uh, is he representing himself, or does he actually have legal counsel? Oh, I think last time he was representing himself. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make it even a better fiasco than the other way. Yeah. And we've got Daniel Coles oh, from Owen, Owen Look at Bergen that. Look at that. <laughs> Last time I saw wow. a mouth like that, it had a fish hook in it. Anyways. <laughs> okay, let's see. Five libraries from Celtic Mutt. Uh, since when do you require a five library minimum? It used to be that you could give one library. Now Rebel is too good for one library. I'm pretty sure that wasn't us. Mm. Um, or is this something Odyssey has introduced? I don't think it was us. It might be just the default setting. Uh, B. Bapis gives us a buck. Digital ID is Chinese social credit system. Well, that's the thing. They can add anything they want to it. Fast Learner, five bucks. Here's the link to the Ontario Digital ID program. They state overtly it would be used for vaccination status. They also reference the World Economic Forum, the footnotes. Of course they do. Mm. Um, I I'll, maybe I'll pass that along to Tamara um, because I'm currently working on the Saskatchewan one, which is uh, crazy. Uh, I don't know how they have that many documents and they need that much money in a province that has fewer people, I think, than all of Calgary. So um, that's crazy. Anyway, I think we're all caught up and we're uh, a quarter past the hour. Well, there you go. Well, I want to thank um, uh, Miss Producer on her maiden voyage and getting the show uh, done today. She did an awesome job. So thank you, Olivia. She did. And thank you to everybody that uh, contributed, especially those who made financial contributions. That's how we keep these uh, very hot, bright lights on and broadcast to you. Um, Sheila and I will be back on Thursday. Tomorrow, there'll be two other rebels. I'm not sure which ones. And in the meantime, as always, folks, stay sane.